Ace, where did this come from? <laughs> I found it in a bin at Tower Records. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. It's your old boyfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I figured since you probably had more than a few laughs with him, and uh, you didn't have the album. No, I said I never listened to it. Uh, there's a big difference. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. Welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And we're coming to you live, not really live, from Strange Highways. Blah, 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 blah. I hate DJ talk. I do, but that's going to be... Yeah, ciao! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, man. <laughs> yeah, right now. So, a uh, little bit of a spoiler there. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some DJs uh, with, uh, with a segment here called Night Song. Welcome to uh, the Strange Highways show. This is an anthology-based podcast uh, where we talk about all, all things anthology. Horror, that is. I guess there's other anthologies out there, right? But uh, we mainly cover the Twilight Zone, covered the original series already, but we're into the 80s, and we just recently talked about uh, the storyteller uh, with Bud Bundy, uh, with some scribbles in his notebook. And that one was a, uh, Terry brought a much more nuanced conversation out of me than I was expecting with that one. So thank you for that. Cause I was ready to pull the cord on it. Um, I, what is it with me now where I'm ready to pull the cord on almost any segment we watch? I think I've just been hurt too much by the eighties. I, I, I think Zone. that's it. I think it just, you know, you just need to come off the ledge and we'll talk it over. <laughs> um, you know, yeah I, right <laughs> and, and, yeah because yeah i just like i i feel your pain because i've been here with you yes <laughs> through a lot of it and, and then you know, and, and like <laughs> some some people might be like well you know that's that that segment was kind of sweet i'm like yeah it didn't make any sense and there and people are gonna tell us tonight like oh i kind of like that segment i'd be like yeah it doesn't make any sense so uh we'll, we'll get into it here so we, yeah I, do you have anything to add because this one no, I, I just yeah. i just love how that because i I've, I've been listening to podcasts about a lot of different things especially movies and it's like uh, one of the the biggest uh, criticisms that people seem to have is that like that um people are so attached to something but they don't like take a step back and like look at the bigger picture and they're like they don't see the flaws of something they're like but you, but I like it. You should like it. So I just, I don't know. Like our yeah. friend El Goro covering uh, 31 days of Halloween, uh, humble plug here. Um, he, he has uh, covered a couple of films that I absolutely loved, but he was just like, eh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's fair, but I mean, that's he that's has a, a keener eye towards that kind of stuff. Well, though. I don't know if it's keener. I mean, you like what you like. I mean, clearly, like I know that I'm a little bit more uh, quick to like I. I, I've learned over the the years of doing this and just like, you know, as you like just mature, uh, that it's, it's so much easier to tear down, um, than to build up. And I'd rather build up and celebrate than tear down with that being said, um, you know, it only doesn't, it doesn't take much for me to be like, I don't know about this, you know, as opposed to me trying to find my way through and be like, you know what, there's a lot to appreciate more like, 
here we go again, you know? So, so some people have a little bit more patience with things, but in terms of what you're talking about of like, um, being so much a fan of something that you, you are so close to it that you do not want to, uh, acknowledge the flaws. I, that's something that I'm becoming more and more aware of, and it is very challenging to, um, either, I don't know. I would not say like, you know, talk to people about that kind of stuff because I'm, you're never going to change their mind, but also like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Like, just like, um, completely, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, like unyielding, like love of something that blind, I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating. I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, it's, it's yeah, I, I totally understand. I just, yeah, no. <laughs> I just like that. I think that's one of the things that maybe come into a play sometimes when you're watching something and it's you're like, wait, oh, oh, I guess I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I do have an unyielding love of the twilight zone, but as much as we are like, we're so close to it, we're smashing our nose against the glass, like Robert Duvall and miniature. Uh, you know, that's how close we are to this and how much we love it. But again, we're not blind to, uh, some of the, um, the lesser parts of the series. I'll just like, so please people we're not just honks right like you know, we we um, we have our moments but neither neither nor there let's get into it this is uh uh twilight zone the 80s iteration season two episode b no, episode b no episode three segment b look that's my dyslexia coming through we're on, we're on number b now episode number b uh night song so uh who did what here terry okay our director on this is uh somebody we've talked about more recently uh bradford may uh, this is the second of three Twilight Zone episodes that he had, uh, well, segments that he had done. Uh, Grandma was the first one that we had talked about, and we both came away uh, really enjoying that. Yes. Um, especially because it you know, kind of has something to do with one of our favorite authors of all time, for uh, sure. Stephen King. <laughs> he, he's mainly the director of photography for the series, and that was his way in to start directing was because of this. So uh, every it seems like every episode is always him being the guy that's like, you know, making sure that the episodes look a certain way. And you know, that the, like, uh, it's just, I, I wish that it looks like evidently these things were shot on film, but they were transferred over to video and we'll, we'll never see really what he was trying to get across, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's true. And I, and it is interesting the, you know, the platforms that people take off from to become uh, creators or directors or something of that nature. So it is kind of an interesting way to get from where, you know, his primary job was to, being a director mm -hmm. so yeah so we have three of them we'll talk about completely the next next season so yeah uh our writer on this is uh michael reeves uh he uh i, I do want to state that he had just passed uh, uh this year in a month of uh, the month of march mm -hmm. so uh r.i.p uh, mr reeves but uh but yeah we have uh one more episode that we'll talk about in the future that he participated on and uh, he did four episodes of monsters uh he did uh, the screenplay for uh, Batman, the uh, the Mask of the Phantasm. Mm -hmm. He also parti uh, participating on the the writing of the um, a lot of the episodes for Batman the Animated Series and Gargoyles. But a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, cartoon work. Just if you look up, like that's the thing. It's like I, I think I remember back in March when we had some of our friend circle mention this gentleman passing because of his. Like, I mean, Mask of the Phantasm is a wonderful film, um, and I mean writing thirty episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and he won an Emmy for one of those episodes and then went on to write was a 22 episodes of gargoyles, which I know is like a big favorite of some people that we know he wrote so much TV and like animated stuff. And it's like, he's one of those guys. He probably shaped part of my childhood and I wasn't even aware of it, you know? And it's like, that's, um, you know, it's just, it's 
frustrating that I mean, he, he was, he passed away with, um, Oh, uh, he Parkinson's disease. So that's a terrible way to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, gone, yeah. gone too soon. But yeah, I mean, like what, what, what people like of your age group that like that, if you mention gargoyles, they lose their mind, you know, like, I, so. I love gargoyles, gargoyles <laughs> Batman, the animated series and gargoyles were something that were a, a heavy, uh, heavy watching for me when I was a, a kid. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I apparently love this gentleman's work and I never do it because he, he's actually participated on quite a bit of stuff that I had known about when I was a kid and that. And, um, I mean, he, he even like to give more credit where credit is due here. Uh, Reeves won a, uh, Emmy in 1993 for outstanding writing in an animated program. Yeah. It's just the guy on, like, on Batman, the animated series. So, and then he, um, yeah, it just, he, there's more accolades. I just, I, I actually want to do a little bit more of a deep dive of his career and, uh, watch a little bit more of his material. And I mean, he was a, uh, he was an author as well. Yeah, the guy actually had like a pretty, pretty, um, like a large output. And I just, and it's just a shame that, you know, that I didn't realize it. But that's, I mean, that's like all creative things, right? And that's something that, like, when you do figure out something, you, you should go and celebrate it and dig in because then you'll find other things. But these people, like, they shape our lives in, like, in ways that we don't even think about, you know? So, yeah, I'm know. glad to have, uh, I'm glad he was able to participate in um, some of the writing for Twilight Zone. So I'm really interested to see the uh, the episode that he has coming up too. So yeah, all right. So um, all right, let's get into our really big cast here. Which you know what, I'm I'm actually happy. It's nice to have a a three person cast. You know, but yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and it seems to be more reliant on two uh, two two of the cast members too. But uh, yeah, especially after our last segment where there's where like the entire town. Um, but yeah, so we have a uh, Lisa. And Brecher? I think it's Eilenbacher or Eilenbacher. Eilenbacher? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't. Lisa, Lisa Orville Redenbacher. That's who yeah. we have here. So yes. she plays uh, Andy Fields. Uh, she was an officer and a gentleman. She was also in Ten to Midnight, a favorite of yours. Yes. Um, and she was also in Beverly Hills Cop. That's what I uh, recognize her from. So um, in my notes, she was a child actor. Actually, she was. Uh, she comes from a, a, a quite a privileged family. So, of course, she was like, no, you know, no whatever all I'm saying is that, Oh, you're a child actor, but also you come from like a really wealthy family. So there was, you guys had time to make sure this happened. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I know that she was like, and then she went into other, other roles. My note says she later made a transition into adult roles. And that's not what I meant by that. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, not, she, not for the way that, no, no. Like. I was just like, I looked at my notes. I'm like, what am I saying here now? Um, uh, so one of her, one of her roles as, as a grown up was in the amazing Spider-Man TV series. I'm like, that's awesome. Right. But here, uh, the one thing I read here that just like the way it reads doesn't come off very well. Uh, so she was in an officer and gentleman. Uh, she played aviation officer, uh, uh, candidate Casey Seeger, a popular and charming woman who'd nearly flunked out of the program due to her inability to complete the obstacle course. However, she persevered and graduated. An amateur bodybuilder in real life, Eilabacher, said that the hardest aspect of the role was pretending to be out of shape. I, you know, is that a, is that a flex? Like, oh, it was so hard to pretend like I couldn't do the thing. <laughs> it's like, you know what's difficult for me? Being weak. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, right? Like, it's, I just, I was just like, I don't, I, like, is she self-aware of that? I mean, yeah, it might be a struggle to portray something like, like you know, because you're acting, right? Like, I, I, I get like that. sounds like such a Charlie Sheen, uh, like, 
meme, you know, like something that he would have said. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was, it was so hard to pretend like I wasn't good at this, you know, but uh, anyway, so it almost reminds me of like those, those commercials where it's a person like, you know, trying to play a guitar. And it's like, then the, like the, the music stand falls over. It's like, does this happen to you? And the person looks like they're incapable of handling an instrument. That's what it feels like to me anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, and who's our next person here? Well, the other note I will add to is that she was actually uh, the girlfriend of uh, Bradford May um, yeah, during were, the filming. Of yeah, this. it doesn't hurt to have that. Right? And then they got married later, if I recall. Yep. So, uh, yeah, next here we have uh, Chip Gilman. Uh, but at this point when he had uh, filmed this, he was Kenneth David Gilman. Okay. Uh, and he plays Ace Ch- uh, a- a- Campbell. A- Ace Campbell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. And he was also he, he did a bunch of shows like uh, Alf and Columbo, a lot yeah. of uh, TV stuff. It looked like this guy had the career that every time he got cast in like a series, that series just got canceled. Like meaning like he was always like people's like, you know what? Yeah, let's get him in here. And then like the, there was a show called Nurses that I think lasted for three seasons that no one remembers uh, that he was in. And that was like his biggest like steady work. But every time he got like cast in like a regular like comedy series, the thing would never go anywhere. So I don't think it was him, but it was just like there was you know the, the, during TV of this of this time there was all this counter programming, right? So something had to stick, and it seemed like he always picked wrong, you know. So right. yeah, and it seems like he has quite a bit of charisma. So, yeah, yeah. Just but don't yeah, be a DJ. Next, just don't don't be a DJ. Anyway, uh, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, next uh, our, our last cast member here is a uh, Anthony uh, Hamilton. He plays Simon Locke. Uh, he was in 35 episodes of Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. and he was also into Howling 4. Yeah, so he's he's interesting because, uh, what was it? Uh, he was offered, let's see, what I have here in the notes here. Um, uh, the the Broccoli family, actually, um, they're the ones that own the rights. They're, they're, they're the, so the James Bond people, right? They oversee all of that. They tested him as the new James Bond when Pierce Brosnan was at first unable to get out of his Remington Steel contract to play the role. Um, he... Uh, they decided against a blonde bond, which is what Anthony was. Um, so they, it was, so he was really close. Right. And then, um, also that he, he, uh, it was homosexual and that was also those things that was kind of like a known, a known secret. And so the broccoli family also didn't want to try it. Like they didn't want to, to deal with the possible blowback of casting him as bond, but he was really close. Um, he would have been like, he would have been the first Australian to take on the role though. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, he grew up in Australia. Well, he was born in England. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. So I mean, that technically they would not break. They wouldn't be breaking the pattern of only having like English actors or right. whatever. Only you know, you whatever United Kingdom, whatever you know. Um. I, so yeah, like the, he was really close to that. And if you look at him, dude's a striking figure, right? And like you could, I could easily seen, like just hit like his like just the way he looks. Like he looks like Bond. You know, like, or what you could, you know, it looks like when you, when you eventually go on to Daniel Craig, you could see, you know, Anthony Hamilton being like the, you know, proto Craig, right. And that yeah. look. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. And then, uh, unfortunately he ended up dying from complications to AIDS in 95, uh, which yeah. the really, really reason I mentioned that because again, you know, the, with the mid eighties and the AIDS crisis and everything, and then him having to you know, hide portions of himself just to stay working too. Right. Is, um, it's all shitty, you know, but it's, it's actually really interesting that this, uh, this gentleman's being discussed right now because I had just recently rewatched a movie from, from the eighties. He was in a movie called jumping Jack flash. So like I was looking at the creds, 
from that movie while I was watching it. And I, I, I saw this dude and I was like, Hey, I was like, that's the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but, but there's also some trivia saying that he was also possibly considered um, for the Living Daylights before Timothy Dalton was cast. So maybe, uh, who knows? This seems like he was in the mix for Bond. Um, so that's uh, interesting to me. So there you go. That's that's our cast, right? So um, anything else before we get into Night Song? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's pretty much it for the cast. Uh, let's hit it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this this is just, it's, it's a story of just a lot of talking. You know, there's not like a lot of like moving parts other than we get, uh, we get Andrea who works, uh, the late, like the late shift, like the midnight shift at KGGR, which, um, or, or sorry. Yeah. Is it K is it KGRR? I think it is right. Yeah. yeah Cause they, they did the call letters after George R. R. Martin, which I think is funny. Um, so, but yeah, we get, we get, uh, uh was it, uh, ACE, you know, ending his shift in the most annoying way possible. Uh, I love radio. Um, I, I went to school for it. Clearly that's why I'm doing podcasts and not working in radio. Cause you know, they, they, they pay about the same amount of money. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, that kind of DJing of like queuing up records, you know, hitting your marks, all that, that's the stuff I did. Right. So I, there's part of me that inherently misses that. Cause it's, it's just, I love it. Uh, but that kind of weird, that banter just drives me nuts. And the way he was going on, it's like they wrote him the dumbest things to say. And I wanted to turn off the radio. I'm sorry. The episode immediately. Like I was so annoyed. That's a personal preference though. No, and I, I, I get that completely. And I, I think that, you know, that being the eighties too, that just like, there's something that's lacking. Um, and you know, I, these are people writing for a show so how do they translate what they would write for, you know, this single guy sitting in the studio? Because, I mean, that's the other thing that I think is quite different from a lot of radio today than there was back in the day. It's like one single dude queuing up music. And it's like, that's not, you know, that's not engaging enough. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want the opposite of like when we had, um, oh, uh, Adrian Barbell in the fog. Like, I don't know if I want that style DJ either. <laughs> you know, like it's just like there, there's a happy medium somewhere there. Right. So, uh, but anyway, he tells his goofy story and he, uh, puts a record on and like, you know, um, Annie's in the back pulling records for her playlist, which again, that I, I did pull records and, but CDs, you know, like the small circles of varying sizes that I would have to pull for doing my yeah, job. And this, it yeah. seems like it's like a, a super soft rock thing. Like this yeah. is probably like, like Delilah's coming on after Andy. <laughs> yeah. It goes all the way up to Bodega Bay, right? That's what I'm talking about. No, uh, so, uh, but yeah, she's, um, pulling her records and, you know, and then that's when, um, he, he, and oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed the song that was playing, um, in the background while they're having that conversation. Uh, apparently it's a grateful dead song. Yeah. A friend of the devil. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar that much with, uh, with Grateful Dead, so it's a good song. Uh, like it's just um, in terms of like their radio hits, they didn't have many. Like in terms of like high charters, but that's one I've always heard as a staple in my classic rock radio. But because since you know the Grateful Dead actually did the the, the theme music for the Sadie's iteration, that's kind of a fun. That's a fun little nod. I do appreciate that. But anyway, um, they're talking uh, while before she starts her shift and basically Kip's like, you know, like uh, he's like, Hey, I'm sorry, Ace. You could tell if you had told me his name was Kip Gilman, that was his DJ name. I would have believed that too. Anyway. 
uh, Ace is like, hey, you know, we should go out. And, and she's kind of hesitant about it. And like, we, we, like, I was very confused because it seems like I first got the vibe that he was like asking her out like every so often and trying to like soften her up and like the sense. But then we find out that like they were a thing for a bit. And then she's like, she basically is like, yeah, I have to pull back. I'm not ready for something. And he's like, okay. He's like, we used to be lovers. We can be friends. I'm like, holy shit. What are they doing before this? Like how complicated was their relationship that the front part of the conversation did not set me up for the back part of it. That was really confusing to me. I, it's just, it's just that she's not ready for Rex Manning day. So it's like, <laughs> I, I understand. You know, I, you're going to, you're going to find this very funny and frustrating. Um, I've never seen that film. Still, still <laughs> you had, you had a project. Oh. I gave you enough time. Oh, what, what's the, oh. is it, it's empire records, right? Is that the film? Yes. Okay, we, no. we, we talked about it like three weeks ago oh. when I mentioned the credit okay. and I was like, all right, yeah, get on that. Man. Yeah, yeah, okay, but, well. but you know, the reference. So yeah. at least I'm not lying. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. not lying. Take a picture of Rex Manning from that movie and put it right next to this dude. The, the, the hair. Yeah. They just took that helmet right <laughs> off and put it on the Rex Manning like, head. Like you're talking like whatever, like Darth Vader gets in his dome. Like, like you see the helmet come down. <laughs> <laughs> they just lower it down yeah. on him. Yeah. It just, yeah. <laughs> oh. And he turns on the voice box and it just does all the DJ, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So, it's just a sound soundboard because he's like a morning zoo DJ now. That'd be funny. Uh, so there's one point where he says, "Have you forgotten how to smile?" I'm like, that line's not aged very well either. Um, yeah. So anyway, but it's like eventually he's like, you know what? You're right. Like we're good. But he's like, you're very unhappy. And you know, so that kind of sets up the stage for like the the whole like struggle of the episode. Her her struggle. And then you know he's leaving for the night. She's pulling records. She finds an album of uh, Simon Locke's album Night Song. And she's like, you know, taken aback by it. And she asks Ace before he leaves, like, we're like, did you bring this in? He's like, yeah, I found it. And you've, you know, you know, you didn't have a copy. And she's like, no, 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 no. I said I never listened to it. Because he says, like, isn't that your ex-boyfriend? So that's a little bit of like, oh, there's something going on here that she had somebody released, like that she was with release an album. Um, but they're not together anymore. And she has purposely not listened to the album he released, which, you know, that is very human and understanding. I could get, I can get behind that from an emotional standpoint. But his bit of dialogue right there when he's about to leave is still kind of weird because he's like, yeah, I used to have good times with that guy. He used to smile for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're right. What? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I'm glad they didn't get any creepier with the, this Ace character because they're in the studio alone, and that just like I don't know. I was starting to get weird vibes, and I'm like maybe he's just like one of those weird guys who just doesn't know cues, and like because she seems very demure yeah. at this point. Um, and I, it, it, we really don't understand quite yet what that is, and maybe the only assumption we can make, especially me as a viewer. Is that Ace has probably got like he got hung up on her and she's been like pushing him away every mm. single time she comes to work. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, like, I, but I like how you said like he just he seems like a little bit much. Like she'd be sitting in the chair getting ready to keep a record, and you'd you'd hear a drill coming through the drop ceiling above her. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like I'm, just, I'm, just I'm like, going to leave for the evening. Like, step, 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 step. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, 
she goes to start her, her, her night, um, and her four hour shift. I just want to, I'll mention that in a minute again. And she decides, well, you know what? I'm just going to play this record. Like, like I'm going to rip this emotional bandaid off and, and play the record. So I got to tell you, Terry, the first time I watched this segment, because I like, um, all this is like, it's all on YouTube. Everybody at first, I was really worried that people wouldn't have access to these. I've never, I've not run across a segment that we've covered so far in season, season one and season two of this iteration that hasn't been on YouTube. And likewise, and, 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 and access for me is a little, you know, I have the physical copies, yeah. uh, but you know, while being at work or something like that, when we have downtime or if I have like my lunch break, I just want to try to do a viewing of it at least once so yeah. I can get, you know, the, you know, just like that viewing in. So the, did you run in the same thing that I ran into? Cause when I watched it, um, the moment she started to play the record, the entire episode went quiet. It's yeah. It was the strangest thing. And um, I thought it was, I, I thought it was a choice. It turns out that whoever uploaded it knew they were going to get a copyright strike for like, we'll talk about that in a second. And, and I did, yeah. I did find multiple videos where there were like, it was the same thing that had happened where the, the song itself was cut out, but all audio, like there was nothing else. Yeah. And um, I thought so that silence, like in hindsight, I'm like, man, if we never actually ever heard the actual song, that would be like somewhat compelling, right? Like, or like what the, was even know. more fascinating though. It's like the first video that I ended up watching, it was like, it went silent, but then there was Spanish subtitles <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's something wrong here. I was like, that's another bold choice. No. Uh, so, so she's playing the song and then, you know, she, like she does the thing that I think, um, you know, that is very much of the time where she's looking at the album cover, you know, clearly she's thinking about, you know, her, your former boyfriend and she pulls the album cover closer to her. And she just looks up and it's like, you know, of all the things I'll say about the, the segment is that, like I said, I love radio and there is something to be said for hearing a certain song at like midnight when there's nothing else going on. It's just quiet and you can just let your mind go. And that like that, that little bit hit me there, but then the rest of the episode gets real goofy. Um, cause we see a shadow appear. I just like, is, am I being practical? I know UFO effects in the series are terrible. Shadow effects are second worst in this. <laughs> well, you're not wrong there. Yeah. Like, honestly, because like it, it just like the shadow, doesn't appear like anybody walking into a room. It kind of like just uh, it's all of his, all it's of one of the just, rooms to the right with like all like different equipment. And you just see it this just sil- develops. It, it's it's kind of really it moves strange. upward. And then like, the silhouette for a second, it looks like one of those people like, you know, there's like you go to a general store and they had like the silhouette of the guy leaning up against the post smoking a cigarette. Like, the oh, yeah, like that's what it looked like. Kind just, of silhouette. Yeah. yeah. It was like, like what's, what's me next? Like the woman bent over gardening. Is that the next shadow we're going to see? Um, but anyway, so, um, so yeah, so then he, he just shows up like there, like Simon's there. And, wait, yeah. but wait a minute. How do you know it's Simon Locke? Well, how do well, you know it's him? <laughs> you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I like how it just like zooms, like we have a slow pan up and we focus pretty, pretty directly on his crotch and see that his belt buckle has S L on it. It's very it's a big ass belt buckle. I wear belt buckles. This thing is ridiculous. Like, did this guy win a rodeo or something? And he's just like, I, it's a custom. Can you please 
just put my initials on it. That, that was his advance for the record. That's all. It's just like, listen, I'm not good with money, but I am really great with belt buckles. So what if you could just give me an F that like, yeah. get out of here, please <laughs> get out of here with the, 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 how much did that cost of the budget? Like, please, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that's probably the, that, that's why the rest of the episode is kind of lacking. Cause they spent all the money on the belt buckle. Uh, oh, that makes God. sense. Yeah. They had to cut two more cast members out. because. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So anyway, Simon, he's there. She sees him. She's taken aback. And so she immediately slaps him, which again, fair play, you know, because clearly something happened. But then, um, like it just becomes this whole thing where it's just that, well, she slaps him and they, they start talking and then she takes the record while it's still playing the song and just whips it at him and misses and it breaks the album. Uh, and then, you know, she leaves the station and, and he, he disappears. Like he's not in the studio anymore. Um, okay, cool. I, logic, you know, play the record. Shadow man appears record goes off. Shadow man disappears with you so far. She now goes, she throws a record too when in her anger. Yeah. Is that the record? No, it is or the record. She she, no, she pulls the actual album off the player. So, so she's leaving dead air. Like, like the, the station, like, you know, um, that's it. Like there's nothing going on. So then you see her leave the station and you could tell there's a pre-taped recording playing like, cause like clearly somebody that she put on an old episode of something. Right. So three minutes into her four hour shift, she is gone. Like <laughs> she goes out to her car, um, you know, to get out of there. And then like, you know, Simon follows her, but yet, you know, that's, that's the part of this that I get frustrated with is that you're trying to set up like a logic and it just keeps kind of wobbling. Right. Like I don't like it for, for a twilight zone episode, give me some rules, right? There's no rules here. Yeah. This is like adjacent to, uh, M light Shyamalan kind of stuff, but there's other things that are going on here that just make me kind of, I don't know, make me uninterested in the wrestling, the rest of the viewing here. Um, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. yeah. So basically they're, they're arguing about like their relationship and he's like, I've come back and whatever. And then, and then the car won't start. So she starts to walk. And then as they're talking out of nowhere, there's a, a guy on a motorcycle that almost runs her over. Sorry. That's when he appears again. He grabs her at that point to save her from the motorcycle. And then they start talking. Right. Um, yeah. So then they're like, they're having this relationship talk and clearly, you know, she feels, uh, that he abandoned her rightfully. So, uh, like five years ago, cause every time he would go to get, you know, to write or get inspired or to go cheat on her, he would leave. And, you know, he's, tr- he feels remorse for it, but it's like, you know, he needs to hear this stuff too. Right. Um, so, you know, that was, that was happening. And then they go to a diner and it's like, okay. I kind of, I would love to have seen like the, the waitress's like perspective of what was going on there, you know, like, cause she like, like come over. It's like, Oh, you're ordering coffee for two. Oh, okay. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, cause they're talking and they're having another like little cute bit. And then she starts to get like, I can't do this again. And she leaves. And the moment she leaves, he's gone again, like literally gone from the diner. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah there's some ghost dad stuff going on right here. <laughs> yeah, let's evoke um, that cinema uh, classic, uh, you know, with uh, Bill Cosby. Never, you know what? G- great dad, right? Great dad. Uh, so, t- just kidding. But um, yeah, then she ends up. What was it? Um, she goes back to her place, right? Uh, and she has the record on it. Her her copy of the record at her place. 
and she's like trying to like, you know, she's talking to herself about him and you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, again, the rules aren't like, like you're playing the record. He's not here yet. Like where, where's the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I understand this is all like, you know, ghosts and shit, but it's like, give me something to you know, hang on to here. Um, was the record just on? I was kind of confused about that. Like, did she just walk into the room and it was on and she didn't want it on? Like what happened? No, I I think that we caught it in media res where she already put the record on and she was like trying to like process what had just happened, you know? And then she was almost like asking, like she was like trying to, to wanting to see him again. And then, and then we go from that song, which is pretty catchy. And we'll talk about more of that later, uh, to whatever goddamn song they played next, which was the worst (laughs) thing ever in the world. Um, and then that's whatever he appears. And I'm like, I'm like, Simon, man, like you, you need to do better entrances. Cause this is not working out. Um, but you know, they, they start to get all hot and heavy. And then he's like, no, I can't do it. And then it's just like, like, basically she's like, okay, great. Like you're this, you know, you've just came back to prove that, uh, you could still win me over. Like, I think yeah. this is a, when he shows up this time too, he has like maybe one button done yeah, at yeah. the bottom of his shirt. Yeah. It's like, all right, man, yeah. like. <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah, it's, it's, time, it's time for Simon unlocked, you know, and like, you know, the, like just anyway. Um, so he's like, you know, back and forth, back and forth. He's like, I got to show you something. And then she's like, yeah, I've seen the belt buckle. And then suddenly they're on the coast driving. I, that too, that frustrated me so much. Cause like they're driving along this coast where you see like, it's a, like, it's, it looks like it's a pretty, like, it's not like the middle of nowhere. And then she's like, I've never been here before. And he's like, not many people have. I'm like, yes, because of paved roads and houses. <laughs> and beautiful scenic areas. Yeah. No, no like, one ever comes out like, here. No, no one's really ever been here. Some say these paved roads were built over a thousand years ago and no one knows how, you know, I know it's just, yeah, um, as they pass a Denny's or something like, this little known spot. Like, but people, the people speak in whispers. They don't know how it all existed. Anyway, um, maybe Simon isn't the smartest man, but, uh, so he basically <laughs> is like driving real fast, explaining to her, like, you know, he felt like it basically he, he was free, afraid of success because then if he actually got what he wanted, then he would have no excuses for his behavior because he was always like using his like, Oh, well I'm being, you know, either I'm being inspired or I'm not being inspired or that they don't understand me or I'm not going to be successful. So he's able to blame everybody else uh, for his own, like, you know, his own shenanigans. Right. That's the vibe. But, I yeah, got. Like with the constant, like the thing that he's also trying to prove to her too, is like the constant is that she has been his muse the entire time. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, dude. I, I think you're like, this is one of those scenarios that like, you're trying to apologize for lost time because you know, you know, you effed up. Yeah. You know, like there was like one person that was like on your side the entire time. And now you're finally like have no one else around you. And it's like, Oh damn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So then they go up to like this Ridge area, like off the road, he's driving real fast and she's scared and, uh, whatever. And they, they stop. So he's like, I got to show you something. And he goes over to like this, the scrub area, like this hillside drags her down the hill. Uh, Dude, he's like manic at this yeah, point. I, yeah. Like he's driving like a maniac too. Yeah. I just want to point that out as well. It's like, no, no, this doesn't seem, you know, like at all kind of like a, a concern. <laughs> this guy is just like just going off road and everything too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So he, he drags her down the hill and he was just like trying to tell her like, you know, uh, here's the other part that confuses me too. He's like, well, you know, I just got to tell you, he's like, like last night, like, you know, he said something about like when he was running away from everything, he got, he got on his bike and drove away real fast or something to that effect, whatever. 
And he ends up saying, he's like, well, last night, you know, when I saved you from that motorcycle, that was me on the motorcycle. I was saving, you know, you from me. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? None of, what, like, you know, I don't know. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Is this the Wraith? Like, what? I don't understand, like, that logic either. But evidently, we're supposed to believe he was on this bike, driving by real fast, upset about life, went to the middle of nowhere where everybody's been before, and he lost control of his bike and dumped it over this ridge and died, right? That's, that's what's supposed to be the, that, that's supposed to be what happened. I, but at the same time, when he pulls away the shrubs to show her his body, like, yeah, we see a busted, you know, um, motorcycle that had been caught on fire in a charred, like, skeleton. But it's like, that couldn't have happened last night. Like, when did this happen? You know, like, was it five years ago? I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I love the thing here, too, that he says, it's like, I brought you here so that you can move on with your life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, like yeah, you're going to show her this dead, the, the the remains of a dead person, which oppo- supposedly is you, and you're like, that's how you're going to move on. Like this is the <laughs> this is the best I can do for you, baby. He's like, like you're, he's like you're free now. Go enjoy never sleeping again for the rest of your <laughs> life. You know, like, as you see the skeletal remains yeah, of my body. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't find any bit of like romance in that or even. <laughs> Like there's no yeah. solace that you can take away from there. Like, ah, yes. Now I can finally date again. Yeah. Right. Like, Man. Uh, Ace is going to be happy to hear this, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> but the, the, the whole thing too is like, there's this whole thing about him being like gone until she finally heard the songs that he wrote for her. Like that could have worked if the rest of this kind of made sense, you know? But then he's like, forgive me, Annie. And he just like, just fades away. You're like, wow, Ace, you are a dick. Not Ace, sorry. Um, uh, Simon. Simon right? Locke. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They're all, it's all the same names. Uh, Simon's a dick. And then she just like sobs her eyes out. And it's like, yeah, rightfully so. And it, I would have almost respected if the segment would have ended there. Because it have been like, oh, yeah, she's never going to be good. You're right. But no, she's back at the radio station. And someone calls up. It's like, I want to hear Night Song. She's like, yeah, you know what? Thank you for requesting that. And then she, you know, she puts the record on, like, you know, looking at the album cover. Like, I did. I wish it would have flashed back to the, the burned out skull real quick. And then right back to her looking at the album <laughs> cover. Um, like she's looking at the cover yeah. again and it's just a it's skeletal like, remains of him instead. <laughs> it would have been better, yeah, if they would have changed the photo. To, like the, the album cover looks the same, except it's just that that photo on the album cocked the same way, but just the remains. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been so good. But, oh, and it, but for some reason, it has a a, 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 a crown of uh, roses around its head, too. Yeah, right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it would have been, would have been even better. <laughs> Because yeah. I mean that that it, that will lead us to that last little thing here that you're the notes, but yeah, yeah. I just like I don't know what Simon was expecting. Like if, if he really, if he thought this was a good idea and that it, she was going to collect some kind of like I don't know peace of mind after this, I think that would break somebody even more. Yeah. Like you're like why don't you make an anonymous call? I don't know. You're driving a car. You can't throw a dime. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> drop a dime, dude. To, and it's like all of a sudden you show up, and it's like, oh wow, what's going on here? It's like, oh, miss, do you know Simon Locke? You know, like this note is here for you. You know, and it's like you don't have to see the remains of the dead guy. Yeah, there's there's 
plenty of ways that this could have worked where it didn't sound it, it, it honestly this is pretty gruesome and i like a lot of gruesome shit but i'm like i don't know it's yeah. gruesome without any rhyme or reason that's the problem yeah it's just like it's unearned in, yeah. in my eyes i don't have a I, problem i don't have a problem with a hammer of an ending right but this was like this doesn't make any sense um but the logic of when she finally starts playing this song in particular he shows up it's like I almost wish they would have played with that better. You could have done basically like a bottle episode of her in the radio station, like playing this song and then putting two and two together and realize he's only existing to, you know, interact with when this song is playing. Right. Yeah, like that would have that, been, that would have been really interesting to me. Like, yeah. It's like, she's almost enchanted by the song or and like, like you he know, communicates. Yeah. Something like that or like, or whatever. It's like, it's a whole, like, this is like, this was the, like, it's, you know, you get like what a three and a half minute, four minute window to talk to this person whenever you play this song. You know, like I think that would be something better, right? But what we got here, just I, I get what they were trying to go for. It's just that, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, it's just what happened with the script. Like it just something, just there's something that's not connecting. And then so, uh, with that said though, there was two quote unquote deleted scenes um, the one that was on the DVD. And I was like, well, you know, maybe that will help. Neither one of them helped at all. They were just like <laughs> 30, 40 seconds more of additional dialogue that you can see how they edited around it during the, like, like rightfully so. Like it, it didn't add anything. So I was hoping that maybe there had been something else there. Nope, nothing. Um, I gotta be honest with you, Terry. I know there's a commentary track. I totally meant to get to it. I didn't. I think I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I think, I, yeah. I think we're all okay. Yeah. Somehow it would have led you to the skeletal remains of <laughs> yeah. of Ace yeah. and his hair. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> like no, like you just be like, where'd Paul go? And you're like in my I'm in my backyard and the brambles that I have back there, just like underneath all of the mini mini apples I've picked. And you'd be like, oh, what happened? You know, it's I don't know. Uh, so yeah, um, man, I don't know. Do you have any other like notes? Notes like this is. Uh, it's, it's, it's a swing and a miss. It's just, the problems is that there's some, there, there's a glimmer of an idea in here that I dig everything well, else. You know, I, I feel, wrong. I feel bad attacking, uh, you know, Michael Reeves after singing the praises of his accolades and that, and, but it's like, I just, I, I didn't feel like this was a, a well-developed story. Yeah. Um, and it felt too close to some kind of remake of night call. Um, and that just, that yeah. doesn't sit well with me. That's, that's, that's a good call. Um, pun intended. Yeah. I just yeah. like, I, I mean, if that was not something that was done purposely, it, the bones <laughs> pun intended, um, uh, were there. It's like, I, I just think that it was, I don't know, at least I can see that. Uh, and like, especially like the idea that's like when you finally get to the site, that's supposed to give you the understanding of what really is going on that you're, communicating with your with the the deceased loved one yeah i just whatever it just there's something there that just is lacking and i just wish i wish there had been more so uh do you have any, like i have a little bit of trivia here i don't know if you have any other notes uh no really the the only trivia uh, that i had left i think you were about to hit here so go ahead yeah yeah so um i just i did mention the george R. R. martin thing um and then we talked about uh, lisa actually marrying bradford may later on uh, <clears throat> the song night song was written by Stephen Stills and Neil Young performed by Stills, uh, Na- uh, performed by Stephen Stills, but it's actually on the Crosby Stills, Nash and Young album, American dream from 88. So it actually came out a couple years later and he, they, you know, they, uh, they, it's their song. It's his song. They wrote for this. 
Uh, and you know, for what it is like in, in and, uh, we're not going to get a copyright strike, uh, but that we're going to end the episode on it. Cause it's actually a decent little tune. Like I like it. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where you're at on it or not. Um, but I don't know. It works for me. I mean, if anything that's co-written by Neil Young, you have my attention. Yeah. I'm not much of a Crasby Stills, a Nash or Young fan. So I, you know, I think it's something that I'll have to let it sit with me and let me see if I like it. it the audio wasn't very good um, while listening to it in the episode. Uh, so it's or, like, or hearing it's, it at all, evidently, like the first time we watched it, right? Like, uh, right, right, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I actually had to, <laughs> while I was at work, I'm like, wait, something's up here, and I found another video, but it was definitely somebody videotaping it with like either their phone or a camera, wow. so they could get the audio. <laughs> it's like. All right. Well, do what you got to do, man. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, but yeah, like, so we'll play that at the end here. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's decent. Um, and I, cause it was one of those things I'm like, this is probably going to be whatever this is garbage. And I'm like, it was like, I kind of like this beat, you know, <laughs> like, I was like, Oh, this isn't bad. Oh, Neil Young. Like, so it was just like, I kept, that was the onion that wasn't like, I kept peeling back to find out. I'm like, Oh, this part's okay. The rest of it is not, you know? So whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it for, for night song. This was uh, something that I was hoping for. Maybe there could have been something here and it's not, and that's unfortunate. So, um, yeah. Uh, before we get into talking about what we're going to do next, we got to rate that twist. Uh, twist rating is always is one through five, meaning one, we saw it from a mile away, five meaning mind blowing. Um, that the dude was a ghost was given away in the first, like, two minutes of the episode. So I'm going to give that a one because nothing else is really a twist. I'm going to have to go with the one as well on this. I, I just didn't feel surprised. And it's the way that we, the logic works, I guess that's probably the biggest surprise, you know, ghosts can drive cars and then, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. He's been like, do you have a cassette of my music? I got to listen to my music the entire time. Why it's important, you know, like, just, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's all, it's all weird. It's like ghosts can go to diners, uh, ghosts can dine and dash, uh, and ghosts can drive cars. So that's what we found out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's get into actually, uh, if you guys have any feedback for this episode, please let us know. You guys can find us on Facebook at strange highways. Uh, you can email us directly at strange highways podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, just maybe this is your favorite episode of all time. If it is, I just, I ask you to watch another one, but if it is, let us know. Uh, you can, uh, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us would be greatly appreciated. The more the merrier. Um, we, I promise I will not make as many DJ noises um, going forward. And Terry, where can people find us otherwise? Uh, we're still on Instagram, folks. Uh, so we're ha- having a good time over there, sharing some posts, uh, you know, pictures and such like that. Um, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of people have given up on a lot of different forms of social media, X, Facebook whatever you, you, maybe you're just still on Instagram. You're just, that's your thing. Uh, please check us out on there, you know, like follow, uh, yell at us. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We need interaction folks. We just, we, we love it. Um, we thrive on it. It it makes, uh, it makes us a better podcast, honestly. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that, that do it for the conversation about night song. Let's talk about what we're doing next. And now Mr. Serling. All right, so next episode is actually going to be season two, episode uh, four, segment A, the after hours. It's going to be one of those updates of uh, the original series, which we do like running into these because it's always interesting to see uh, how they approach it. After hours being um, some people's favorite episode of the original series of The Twilight Zone, rightfully so. 
So I think it's going to be a tall order, but it's going to be a fun conversation. And uh, we may have a guest on for that, uh, TBD. But um, it's going to be, and if we get this all set up right, we'll actually have it out on Halloween. So there's a lot of things we're hoping for, but either way, we're going to be covering uh, the after hours and, and likely comparing and contrasting it to the original episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I, I, maybe we'll, uh, we'll plug our, uh, our last appearance. Uh, you and I, yeah, we, well, once it's actually been released, like we can talk about it. Cause I don't know when it's yeah. actually going to be published. So uh, we talked about last episode, we were on at the devil's ball. We, we were going to talk about scary stories to tell in the dark. We did do that episode is not out yet as of this recording. So when it is, we'll put it on our, our social media feed. Yeah. So watch out for that guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Um, I don't know. Like just, I, I don't, don't let ghosts drive cars. That's what I'll say. Uh, yeah. And make sure you get a belt buckle that, it, you know, you can bend over and while you wear it. Just because you're too much like